is with today's class, we're davening for a for Shalema for Baruch Shalom Doivber Ben Miriam Bluma, that he should have a for Shalema Nisi. And of course, we're also davening for Henya Rivka Bas Bracha Devaraleya and Rav Yosef Yitzhak Ben Sima Chasya. Um, today is a big day. It's a Shchei Shvat, and um, we don't have to explain what kind of month that is for us in Shvat. And so we're doing the Sicha on Yutrat today. And um, it's an interesting thing because I feel like for um, the most part, we've been doing Sichas that are more um, Lamdish, more Haskaladic, uh, either Rashi Sichas or, or other Sichas that analyze uh, parts of Torah. And this sicha is very avedidic and a very, very yesidistic um, sicha, very, very important and, and a sicha that gives us a very basic ideas in our aveda as chassidim. Um, and there is a part of it that does not seem to relate to us so um, directly, but um, I think that that's just at first blush because everybody knows that uh, everything relates to us. Safkal uh, Saf, it all boils down to the woman, I think. Aleph, Sif Aleph. Teichnei shalyoim hayelula b'salkos tzadik asher boy oylim kol masa v'terase b'avadase asher avad kol yemei chayav. So the content and the the energy of a yoyim hayelula, the day that marks the leaf taking of a tzadik from this world to the higher world, and what happens on that day. The Alter Rebbe teaches us in Tanya that on that day, all of his accomplishments and all of the Torah and all of his Aveda that he worked on his whole his whole life uh, is in sharp relief, um, rises, comes comes to crescendo, how, however you want to describe it. And so why is this important to us? So the Rebbe says, So the Rebbe says, so the fact that, you know, this is what happens for the Baha'i is one thing, but regarding us and in the main, what are we supposed to take from this? We're supposed to contemplate and we're supposed to look deeply in the, in the actions and in the accomplishments, in the Torah and in the Avaida, in the spiritual works of the Baha'i In this case, we're talking, of course, about the Friedrich Rebbe. And we do this We need to learn and we need to deeply contemplate and ruminate because we need to learn practical lessons in our everyday life uh, for each one of us who go in his footsteps and want to go in the path of his accomplishments and in his Torah and his Avoida. The Kivon Sheitzel Kolechad Misrael Rabim Him, Hinyonim Hanachlolim Bimasa, Viterosev Avadosesh, Abad Koyim Echayev. Valachas Kama Vakama Eitzel Nasi Bisrael. So the Rebbe says that because in general, for every Jew, there are so many things that this Jew does, there's so many things that this Jew accomplishes and learns and his Avoida. And how much more so, Allah has come of a common when you're talking about a Nasi B Yisrael, you're talking about somebody like the Fritika Rebbe. There's so many things to learn from. 
Therefore, oftentimes, it's not clear and it's not revealed exactly which point, what is the main point that we should be concentrating on. What is the main point from which we have to take into our lives the main lesson? The Rebbe says sometimes it's a problem. However, but in this case, the Rebbe says, but on the day of the Stalkos of my father-in-law, the Rebbe, we don't have this worry. We don't have this concern. We have a very, very clear lesson. Why? Because Taira, of course, is it's always about a lesson. And when you look at the Torah Shal Bal Hayulula, when you look at the Torah that the Fidik Rebbe taught, and you look specifically at the Maimur Dibra Maschel Basilagani, Shechoyk Mari Chami Admar Bal Hayulula Ba'atzmai Hoytzi L'Rabim L'Yoyim Histal Kusay. So the Fidik Rebbe, by himself, ready this Maimur, and it was released, and nothing, of course, is by chance, um, for his Yoyim Hayulula. So he himself prepared this. So then, so if we look at the Mimer, it's very clear and it's obvious uh, what we need to contemplate in the main on, on the Yemi Lulu of And what is the Indian that we have to learn, practically speaking, in our own Avoida? Base. So basically, the Rebbe, say, the Rebbe is saying, there's no confusion here. <laughs> the Fritik Rebbe made it very, very clear what we have to take uh, from his life, especially as the Yemei Lula approaches. Beis. At the end of the Maimer, The end of the Maimer, the Fritik Rebbe explains the enormity and the absolute imperative of serving Hashem, doing terror and mitzvahs with alacrity, doing it quickly with zrizos. Because nobody knows when the end of their life might come. Like it says in Medrash, the Medrash says, you can't say, wait for me. In other words, that's not how life works. Wait for me until I will um, put all of my fears in order and I will tell my relatives what I want done after my life. That's not how life works. So when we're talking about this, what comes out of these words that we just cited is that alacrity, that that swiftness, that doing things quickly in Avedis Hashem is not just a detail. Like we learn simply from the teaching in the Mechilta, and Rashi brings this down, so we have this rule that you can't let matzah lie, right? It all has to be done very, very quickly. Everything about matzah has to be done very, very quickly because if you let it 
if, if, if you're not constantly pummeling the dough and you don't put it into the oven very, very quickly, it can rise and it can become chametz. So that's the, the shot that we emerge from. This is something that has to be imported from the halachis regarding matzahs to all of Rav Hashem. Asher biladav just like with matzah, if you don't go through the process very quickly and you don't get the matzah into the oven immediately, it could chalila rise and become chametz. In the same way, if you don't do mitzvahs with the necessary swiftness, then you could also lose everything. And a person is not in control and he can't say when he's going to pass and when he's going to become incapacitated and won't be do certain, won't be able to do certain things. And this idea that a person is not in control, is not sovereign over his time and how long you have in this world, this relates to every single day and every single moment in time for the entire time that we live on this earth. Shana, it should be 120 years. The yes are Alkane. And more than this, Nirmaz Balashan Maimar Chazal Anal alluded to in the Maimar Chazal that was cited above, Ein Machmitin Es Hamatzais. So we're, we're taught, Ein Machmitin Es Hamitzvais, that just like you shouldn't let the matzah just lie there and rise, so too you should not allow a mitzvah to just kind of loll around and not be taken care of. If a mitzvah comes to your hands, meaning if it comes to your attention or it comes to your possibility, it becomes something you can take care of, take care of it immediately. The Rebbe says that just like with matzahs, it says a shmartemes hamatzahs. That you have to be very, very attentive. You have to watch over this very, very carefully. It has to be done very, very quickly. It has to be done very efficiently, and it has to get into the oven immediately. The same, and and if not, it becomes chametz. The same thing with a mitzvah. You have to be very attentive to it. You have to watch over it carefully. You have to do it quickly because otherwise it could become chametz. It could become chalila, the opposite of a mitzvah. And at the so this was at the end of the maimer. The Tafit Rebbe says, act with alacrity now, right now. Like the Rebbe used to write many, many times, he used to answer people, they need to do something. And the Rebbe would write, mahir urgent, immediately, and underscore with two lines. So that's at the end of the Maimer. And at the beginning of the Maimer, beginning of the Maimer, tells us, okay, and what is the Avoida that I want you to engage in that needs to be done with such alacrity? Exactly in which Indian do we have to bring this Zrizos to bear? What is it? In bringing to fulfillment, that the Abishta had an overwhelming desire that there should be for him a, a dwelling place in this lower or lowly world.
Okay, so that is generally the avoda, and the fritikhaba leads with that. That's the avoda that the Ebishter wants from us. And at the end of the Mimer, he tells us that it has to be done quickly. Now, the Rebbe is going to, in this part of the Sicha, this is the, the Haskolodika part, the Rebbe is going to um, explain this idea of what does this mean? So although in every overture that a Jew does, in anything connected with Tariyah Mitzvahs, and not just like the Tariyah Mitzvahs, but also in anything that we do that is a pedestrian act, but we do it L'Shem Shemayim. So we eat L'Shem Shemayim, we sleep L'Shem Shemayim, we shop L'Shem Shemayim, and also we do it in a way that is suffused with the knowledge of Hashem. So the Rebbe says, even though in all of these aspects of our life, the dear Lo Yizbarach is created, it all is part of this project. Mikal Makaim, nevertheless, move on. It's understood. So the Rebbe says, but nevertheless, it's understood that what we have to focus on, on the Yom Hayalula, and in the days approaching the Yom Hayalula, so right now we're only inclusive of today, 10 days from the Yom Hayalula, and inclusive of the Yom Hayalula. So we have to focus on something specific. Of course, we have to act with alacrity, generally speaking, in all the Torah and all the mitzvahs, which is part of this project. But the Rebbe says that as we come to the Yom HaYelula, there is some specific lesson that we have to take to heart, that we have to focus on. We have to contemplate in which Indian do we need to put extra focus and and the main focus on now in these days and it has to be it has to be in conformity to the accomplishment and the tera and the avoid of the so before we get to the practical aspect of what it is in the overarching idea of what it is that has to be focused on now, specifically, first the Rebbe says, we have to understand and we have to be medayik. We have to parse the specific terminology that the Friedrich Rebbe brought in his mimer that to us has now become, we just take it for granted. But the Friedrich Rebbe wrote specific words, Nisava Kadish Baruch Yisbarach Dir Nisava, the Rebbe says in the, in the Indian, in the idea that the Ebishter had a desire, Yeshnam Gimul Pratim. We have to understand specifically three subsidiary ideas in this 
desire that the Ebishta had. Aleph, lo yizborech, that it should be for him, for the blessed Ebishta. Bez, it should be Adira. And Gimel, bitachtoinim, in this lower realm. Aleph. Lo yizborech. What do these words imply? Hadirahi lats muso yizborech. Lo yizborech implies that this dwelling place has to be for the atzmos of the Ebishter, the loy rak, the madregas, the iris, begiluyim. And this dira is not just going to be a place where the lights of God, the revealed energies, are going to be showcased. But rather, this dwelling place is going to be for the atzmos, for the essence of a Kaddish Baruch. That's Aleph, Bez, dira. What does the word dira imply? He matzai shel atzmusa yizbarach lamata eina ba'ifen shel arai. That Hashem's atzmus being found here lamata is not in a transitory state. Ela ba'ifen shel dira bikfios. But the word dira dwelling place implies something that is constant something that is established in a constant way. And Gimel betachtoinim hadiralatz musahi betachtoinim dafka. It implies that this constant, well-established abode for the essence of Hashem is going to be in this lowly realm, v'loi ba'elamas halyanim, and not in the higher celestial realms. The Gimel and Yanim Elu Tluyim Zebaza. And these three subsidiary aspects are interdependent. Mitzad Bechinas Hagiluyim, Afilo Hagiluyim Achinalim. If you're speaking about revealed aspects of Hashem, Iris, lights that are revealed, even the highest level thereof, Hine Kivan Shemitsiusam Enamats Musam. But because these lights that are radiated, because these revelations that are that are revealed are not self-generated, okay? There's nothing that's self-generated except for Hashem. So these great celestial lights included, because they're not Mitziosum meatsmusum is the is the terminology. They're not a mitzias, they're not an existence that is self-generated, but rather they're contingent on something else. And specifically, they are contingent on God's desire for them to radiate. Therefore, they cannot. Um, they cannot fall into the category of dira, and dira implies something constant. Okay, so because these lights depend on Hashem's will for them to radiate forth, they don't have their own existence in and of themselves. Therefore, when you talk about something that is going to be dira, kfiut, established, they don't fall into the category. Lefi. 
because they are not really a true existence, mitzad atzma. Because in and of themselves, they have no existence. They're contingent on the Abishter wanting them to radiate or not. And kvius can only be a result of something that is not dependent on something else. So, you know what, just to concretize this, um, think about the fact that when you have a house, so you could be there whenever you want or not, but it's gonna be your house. But when you're a guest, you're dependent on somebody else's will or whim or availability or possibility. So the idea of Dira is that it's constant and it's not dependent on something else. And the Iris and Giluim of the Abishtar, as, as exalted as they might be, are dependent on the Abishtar's Ratzon for them to radiate at any given time or not. And because these celestial lights have specific parameters for their existence, so it's understood that these lights, that these um, energies can only radiate in a place where there is a specific receptacle for the revelation of the Abishtar. Okay, so now the Rebbe is making a second point. The first point is that they're not an Indian of Kfiyas. The second is that they have specific parameters. And therefore, there needs to be a specific type of keli, a specific type of vessel that can hold that. But in contradistinction, when you talk about this physical world, this world is not a fitting receptacle for elokus at all. So, but in this world, where there are no possible kalim for gili elokus, not like in Atsilos, not like in Bria, not like in Itzira, here there's no possibility. So what happens? So on the one hand, it's not a place for Giluyim. On the other hand, but when you're talking about the essence, when you're talking about Atzmos, but about Atzmos, you, you cannot, you cannot, um, uh, the Indian of Atmos of essence, you can't apply helem, which means obfuscation, that something should be shrouded and obscured, or giloi, or revelation. Atmos is atmos. It, it supersedes, it transcends these parameters. So it's not like you could talk about atmos being obscured, or on the other hand, atmos being revealed. Because Atmos is higher. It's nimnahanimnois. It's something that impossibility is impossible to apply to that thing. 
it's higher than these differences. Because Atmos is the only thing in the world, Atmos is the only thing in the world that is a self-generated existence. Everything else in this world, including the highest iris and the highest giluyim, are contingent on something else. Um, I see that a question came in, but I'm just going to finish the paragraph. So because we're talking about atmos, because we're talking about something that cannot be contained, that transcends any type of limitation or any type of delineation or even any type of description. So bringing down, in, in, in quotations, bringing down in... in, in Atmos, when you're talking to Atmos, that is something that could be in a way of dira, of kviot, because it's not contingent on anything else or any limitations. I'm going to open up the chat so I can see. Don't we sometimes say that something reveals Atmos? And Ms. Hani, um, I'm sure you're correct. I can't, and I, I, I would have to think about this. And I don't have an answer for you right now because it's above my pay grade. I have to speak to people who 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 know Hasidus properly. Um, the only thing that comes to my mind now is that, like the Rebbe is saying, that that Atmos is higher than Helem or Gilui, but maybe. Sometimes you have to get something out of the way to be able to access that or see that or appreciate that. So the Atmos was always in the same way, but we are the ones who see it differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that, you know, it's a long sicha and not that I want to go into any editorializing, but like, I think we're living now in a time of Atmos rather than Giluyim. So that Atmos was always there, but we were blinded by the Giluyim or distracted, or that's what we focused on because we're just who we are. And 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 it's not the pshat that Giluyim is not great. Let's let's not massage that away. It's not the pshat that having the Rebbe smile at you or 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 give you a dollar physically. Or, or being able to watch hakafas or whatever it was. It's not that these things are not great. It's not Khalil that we're saying that the Yiluim of the Abish are not great. But it's nothing compared to Atmos. But but it's precisely because this world is not a world where there could be the proper Kalim for the Giluyim, that's precisely why the Atmos could can can it can it can exist here and it can be accessed if we're if if we're attentive. Because in the higher Ilamais, it's 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 filled with Giluyim. And this all takes place in this lower realm. Because the higher realms where there's Giluyim. They are not a vessel for Atmos. Why? Because they are a place that comes down 
from the light of Hashem's face, as it were. So this is like what, what, what we just said, that it's filled with giluyim. So Davka in this lower realm where there are no Giluyim, Nas is dear That's where it could be the emise abode, the dwelling place for Atmos. Um, so I'm thinking a little bit more about your question, Khani. I think that um if we if if you know right so the sun is the sun is the sun is the sun but how we are going to experience the sun is different like exactly like what you said dalit move on so in accordance with this is understood also relevant to aravida so our avoida has to take place, it has to be done in a way that aligns with the three things that we talked about. It's a dira, and it has to be for atzmus lo yizbarach, and it has to be betachtoinim. And now the Rebbe is going to expound. Aleph. Loi Yizbarach. What does it mean that the Avoida has to be done? Loi Yizbarach. Ha Avoida Tsrichas Lehase Lehe Asais Rak Loi Yizbarach. The Avoida has to be done just for Hashem. May He be blessed. Hainu, meaning Rak Lashem Milui Ratzain Hashem. The Avoida has to be done strictly for the fulfillment. Of Hashem's desire, Hataiva that's Musa Yisbarach, the Taiva that Hashem has, the loyal menas lekabel pras, and not because we want to get a reward, we want to get a prize, va'af loy l'shem dvekus belokus, and the work should not be done, should neither be done because we want to attach ourselves to godliness, va'af loy kadesha adam ha'ebedi malis hakavon el yena, and should also not be done for the for the privilege of being able to fulfill Hashem's intention. But rather the work should be done only so that Hashem's taiva should be fulfilled. So again, just to concretize, I think um, maybe talking about this in terms of like parenting could be helpful. Like when a child needs something, it's not about the parents jockeying, like, oh, I'll get, I'll do it, I'll do it. You know, I'll wake up with them because they're throwing up all night. I'll, the child's needs have to be fulfilled. The child's needs have to be taken care of. It doesn't really matter. It's not about, well, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. it has to be done. So the Rebbe is saying that Lois Barach means that the Avaida has to be bereft of any ulterior motivations even the most exalted, like that you want to attach yourself to Hashem or you want to be the one to fulfill Hashem's intention. No, it has to be in such a way that Hashem's desire is fulfilled. By who? It doesn't matter. Just needs to be done. That's Aleph. And, and, and uh, you know, there's the expression of 
of Chassidim that we always wish ourselves, we should that we should be zeicher, that, that the Rebbe's kavana, the Rebbe's intention should be fulfilled. And that implies that his intention has to be fulfilled. How it's fulfilled, it doesn't have to be me or you or, or, or together or, or another 65 people, just has to be fulfilled. Beis, dira. What do we learn in our avayda from dira? That our avayda has to be constant. This means it means that the person who's doing this avayda brings sustained level of devotion and concentration. And it's not something that flip-flops. It's not something that goes up and down. It doesn't fluctuate. Because when the level of devotion or constant effort fluctuates, then you're not talking about something that's dira, that's constant. You're talking about something that's aroi, that's transient. So, number one, it has to be for the sake of Hashem's will being fulfilled, not for any other motivation. Number two, it has to be constant, constant level of devotion and um, bringing all of our kaychas to bear. And gimel betachtonim, and this avoida, this constant avoida that's done for the sake of fulfilling Hashem's taiva has to be done in the main with inyanim tachtainim. And the Rebbe is going to spend basically most of the sikha explaining this, this idea of inyanim tachtainim, heim b'negele taira, v'heim b'negele mitzvahs, v'alder ze b'negele Yisrael. So it has to be what will be understood as, quote unquote, the lower dimensions of taira, the lower dimensions of mitzvahs, and also of Jews. Okay, so without, you know, we're going to go into this in detail, but right now we could say that the Rebbe is saying it's not necessarily going to be glorious. It's not necessarily going to be um, the jobs that everybody wants to have because they're high profile and um, it's very cool to have that on your resume and you're dealing with very important people or very important things. And the Rebbe says that just like the three aspects of loyiz barach dir and tachtoinim, when you understand it about the Abishter, that these, these three aspects are interdependent, so too these three aspects in our Avoida, they're also interdependent. Now the Rebbe explains. When a person does avoida, but it's for the purpose of summitius. And even if that purpose is because he wants to, um, to, 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 the davik means like to glue yourself, to, to, um, help me, somebody, to, to attach himself to, to Elokos. Or even on a higher level, he wants to fulfill the, the will of the, of, of the creator. 
אלא שמאורה באבידוס היה הרגש שהוא הממלא את רצון השם. But mixed in with his desire to fulfill Hashem's will is the desire for it to be him that fulfills Hashem's will. Azai yechoylim lochul shinuyim baavidasai. So in such a situation, when there is an ulterior motivation, even the most exalted kind, it's possible for there to be differentiation in the Avaida. Why? It's going to be behetem l'regesh ha'ava v'hadvega sheyeshna b'ay ba'ayseshola. Because if it's about wanting to cleave onto God, or it's about him or her wanting to be the one through whom it's accomplished, then it's not going to be consistent because it's going to depend on the feeling at that particular moment of love for Hashem and the ardor and the passion to cleave onto Hashem. And so therefore, again, it's not consistent. It's not the idea of dira, which is consistent and constant and always the same. And there will also be a differentiation in the way in which this person approaches one type of Aveda over another. Like, for instance, this person will not feel as passionate or as enthusiastic about taking care of things that are more Tachtainim. Like I said, less um, glorious, uh, they, they don't seem as important, they don't get uh, so much attention as things that are more exciting to be involved with or more high profile or seem to be more important. It's dafka when a person does their veda just because this is what Hashem wants simply to bring to fruition the celestial will. Then every single thing that brings Hashem's will to fruition and to completion is equal before this person. If it means cleaning the toilets, then it means cleaning the toilets. If it means giving a sermon, it means giving a sermon. And therefore, and therefore, once a person is emerging from that point of departure, that it's whatever Hashem needs to get done, then it's going to be constant. It's going to be with devotion. It's the inn of Dira, of a dwelling place. And because the Abishter wants a dwelling place, so this person will put their work in things that seem to be on a so-called lower level. Hey. So our comportment in, in alignment with these ideas, in these three subsidiary um, aspects that the Rebbe is is parsing for us and, and expounding upon. Lo yizbarech, dira and tachtainim. Ra'inu, these three inyanim, ra'inu, we saw begaloi in a very revealed way. It's a bal hayelula atzmai. We saw it 
in the work of the Bala Hayalula in the Friedrich Rebbe's life. Kiyadua, as is well known, and as was spoken about many, many times, the Avoida of the Friedrich Rebbe the Bala Yalula in spreading Torah and in strengthening Judaism was one long, unremitting chain of Mesiris Nefesh. And as the Friedrich Rebbe said himself at the end of the Maimar Basilagani, it transcended reason and logic. And working with Messias Nefesh showcases this idea of a person that does not work for any reward, not even a spiritual reward. It's the shame, Shlemus Metziosi. And, and, and I'm sorry, and he doesn't do it to make himself more evolved, a more complete person. And it's not even for the purpose of cleaving onto Hashem, as said above, but it's only because that's what Hashem wants and Hashem's will has to be fulfilled. And for this person, their personal, their, their, themselves doesn't exist. It's a very, very high level of, of bittel and, and Messias Nefesh. It's not about them at all. Ubefrat, and specifically, and especially if the Avoida is done in a way that is reminiscent of the Avoida of the Balayalullah, that he literally gave he threw away his physical life he he was he, he was he was ready to die for spreading terror and strengthening yadas and strengthening judaism yiddish this kind of strength and tenacity and this modality of messiris nefesh this was constant. This did not fluctuate. It was constant for the entirety of his nesios, of his leadership as a rebbe. His life included many different aspects and modalities of Messias Nefesh. The rebbe says, I've already explained in a different place at great length. The difference between the ten, um, the the three subsidiary categories of ten years within the Friedrich Rebbe's Nesias. So there was ten years in Russia, Nesias Nefesh Kipshutai, right? Because the Russian government hounded him. There was ten years in Poland, and the Rebbe explained that in Poland, just like Yosef HaTzadik, his brothers were jealous of him, so too in Poland, there were a lot of other Torah leaders that were very jealous of the Fetik Rebbe and um, made his life a misery. 
And the last 10 years were in America, and it was the Messias Nefesh of America's Nishta Andesh, that the Rebbe had to take, the Pitikabah had to take a land that was barren, spiritually speaking, and a place where people uh, were very, very reticent to, to show their Yiddishkeit in a public way and completely transform it. So the Rebbe says, "Kfar nizbar b'makam achar barucha achilu ben gimel hatkupas de'eser shanim b'meshech shnois nisiyose ba'almadei." That the Frit Rebbe had three different kufas, three different um, uh, time periods. Um, again, ten years in Russia, ten years in Poland, and ten years in America. Asher b'chol ifanei ha'voida hashoyim b'tach lezemizeh ha'yetz loy teikef hamasiras nefesh b'shava. Irrespective of the fact that the Avoida was different in each one of these places, the Avoida of Russia was different from the Avoida of Poland, the Avoida of Poland was different than the Avoida of America, but what was equal was the Messir Snefesh. The Hainu, this means. In addition to the fact that Messir Snefesh is not something that's transient, but rather something that's constant, it has to be constant and with no fluctuation. Because Messias Nefesh comes from the etzim of the Neshama, from the Yechida of the Neshama. It's higher than, than changes and fluctuation. And this comes to full expression through revealed Messias Nefesh, and, 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 and again, the Rebbe says that no matter what form his Avaida took, the Messias Nefesh was there equally. And although she's askusoi bavoidas habatas hatera vichizakayados ba adlafat samayanas, I said bcholatrumin. And although we know about the Fritig Rebbe that his engagement, his works were in the spreading of Torah and the strengthening of Yiddishkeit and the promulgation of Hasidus. And it was in all different realms and for all different people, Mikal Mokim, nevertheless. We see that he put extra effort in the following things. So the Rebbe says, although generally speaking, the Friedrich Rebbe worked to, to strengthen Tyre, to strengthen Yiddishkeit, and to, to, to bring Hasidus, to spread it far and wide, but nevertheless, we see special emphasis that the Fritikaba put on the following things, and this is the connection to the Tachtrenim. Aleph. V'sidur kitois v'shiurim k'doyme l'limur halacha l'maise l'shem rabbanus. He organized classes and shiurim, etc. for the study of halacha l'maise, practical halacha, that, and these studies would lead people to be able to take on the seat of Rabbanus to become Mary Halacha to teach Halacha. In order to, to um, set up, but really it means to be able to um, 
you know, establish a cohort of people that could be a rabbanim, and to send these rabbanim to different cities, to different communities, etc. Bays, another thing that the Rebbe paid special attention to, being called Hasugim Shebe Yisrael. Rebbe paid very special attention to the practical fulfillment of mitzvahs by all different types of Jews. Through making it possible and accessible. So he sent Shluchim to build Mikvois. He sent people to be Mayalim, to do circumcisions, etc. And thirdly, the third area of specific foci, put enormous effort in establishing schools that would teach the very young children in a purely holy way. And therefore, you said Chadarim, he he established Chadarim, Shlichas Malamdim, he sent Malamdim to teach in these Chadarim, etc. And these three things that we listed above, you might, a person might say, ah, this is just like the Tachtainim. The Friedrich Rebbe, you know, he should have deputized this work. Somebody less important could deal with setting up a cheder. How important is the education of young children? Or um, somebody else should do the administrative work of setting up mikvois and sending people to set up these mikvois and dispatching mayalim to, to different places and so on and so forth. No, the Friedrich Rebbe did this work himself. Vav has barabazeh to to explain. There are different ways in which you could learn Torah. Torah itself can be studied in different ways. Starting with how Torah is learned in the Masifta that the Abishta runs, in the Masifta of the heavens. Until the way Torah is learned in this lower realm, in this world, and even in this world, there are different ways, there are different levels in which Torah can be learned, and amongst them, you can learn in a way where you, you know, you, you engage in, in, in trying to expound in the Torah and you want to get a schar. Or you could learn in a way of Yagdil Yadir to make the Torah more glorious. You're doing it because when you study Torah in a certain way and people become Tamidi Chachamim, this, um, this, this heightens the profile of the Torah, Kav In other words, it brings glory and pride to the Torah. And then there's Limud La Suki Shmaita Aliba And then there's learning for the purpose of being able to know exactly how you do mitzvahs, exactly what has to be done, to And generally speaking, you can see two categories, a higher and a lower tachtonim. 
when a person learns with great enthusiasm for the purpose of bringing glory and greatness to the Torah, or at least it's not for the purpose of Allah Lamaisa, then in the main, he invests himself in the shaklavataya, in the back and forth, in the different arguments, in the different, in the different opinions. So in the more abstruse theoretic aspects of the Torah. When a person is learning for the purpose of being able to know exactly how you are supposed to comport yourself to be to, to be to be able to be a paisek, then if you're learning from that vantage point, then most of the, your effort is going to go into understanding the practicalities. And the same thing can be seen in how mitzvahs are fulfilled. So on top of the fact, in addition to the fact that mitzvahs is already more tachtanim than Torah, because it's it's done with physical things in a physical world by a physical person, but even in mitzvahs, there's a category of mitzvahs that's more in the category of Torah, that's more connected to El like we have this idea that by learning about the carbonus, it's like you brought the carbon. The Rebbe always underscored that in the three weeks we should learn the Rambam uh, of all the details of, of the base Hamikdash, and that's like building the base Hamikdash for Chulei. Haynu shematzinu bekamen yanim shebemakam shi efshal lekayim hamitzah b'maisa b'poel. We have found in a number of places, a number of instances, that when it's impossible to actually fulfill the mitzvah practically, aza yesh laasay b'ter de mitzvah zu. Then what we need to do is engage in the Torah about this mitzvah. Ela shavav pikein al inizen nemarak ilu hikriv. But even though you engage in the Torah about these karbanes, it's still only as if you brought the karban. Then you also have a more elyonim aspect of mitzvahs that would be the kavana, the intention that's in the mitzvah. But in contradistinction, when the base Amigdash was in existence, Kasher Ish Yisrael She'ein Leishum Yediya Bahalachis Karbanay Saimech Vedata El Koyna Makar Vizak Korban. So you have a Jew. The Jew comes to the base Amigdash. The Jew has a chiyuv, has an obligation to bring a korban. This Jew is not well versed in all the halachis. He relies on the koyin to bring his korban, and he relies on the levi biduchanay. And he relies on the levy to sing the appropriate, uh, to, to make the appropriate music that accompanies this, this, this korban. And, and the Jew stands there. And so, irrespective of the fact that he doesn't really have the intellectual basis for all these things that are being done, but he is mekayim the mitzvah. He fulfills his obligation. And in more detail, the practical fulfillment of mitzvahs 
is the Tachtoinim modality, when you compare it to the Dibor, to talking about the mitzvah, to learning about the mitzvah, the kavanas of the mitzvah, the Yeser Al-Kain, and how much more so over the kavana in the heart and the mind. And we understand that the same is true regarding those whom we have to teach Torah. Teaching young children, and especially the very beginning of what you teach them, teaching them the Aleph-Bes. This is the Tachtoinim level amongst all the levels and all the demographics and all the cohorts of students that have to be taught. And let's not forget that the Rebbe taught us that it's Dafke and Tachtoinim that Atzmos can be accessed. So you could say that the more evolved something is, evolution is really, Hasidus teaches us, devolution. You're really going further away from Atzmos. The more sophisticated, the higher you're going, the, the more Elyanim, the more you're removing yourself from, from the Atzmos of the Tachtoinim, from the essence. So the more Pashut, the more simple, the more you're you're on the on the atmos zayin valpizem move on and based on this is understood shahes askus begimel bechinus tachtonim hamuris that engaging in these three aspects of tachtonim that the rebbe delineated nas is dafka this is done specifically kasher avodas adam he ba'ifin kazer when the avodas in such a way. When the person is not looking for any um, benefit for themselves, they're not looking to make themselves more complete. It's only for the sake of fulfilling Hashem's will. When a person feels him herself, as a separate existence on any in any gradation. Then he is automatically and inexorably going to be drawn and put his, his efforts and enthusiasm in the more elyonim aspects, the ones that are more um, glamorous. The Inyan they're going to be drawn to the parts that are more intellectual. They're going to be drawn to the, to the godly light that, that radiates there. And therefore, So this kind of person will be ready to teach others, but which others? People that are kalim, they're 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 vessels that can learn on this level. both in the exoteric in the nigla, and how much more so in the esoteric in in Hasidus and Kabbalah. 
because through engaging in these more elyonim type of overtures, it's more obvious and more recognized how elokus is, is being revealed and is being spread in the world. Masha Enkein, in contradistinction, when you learn, you know, the less glorious details of halachas. And when you're teaching Aleph base to very young children, this kind of person is not going to have much of a appetite to engage in that kind of less glorious work. This kind of person is not going to see the wealth, the richness in that kind of overture and the way in which Hashem's name is revealed. And the same thing is true in the fulfillment of mitzvahs. This kind of person, his main enthusiasm is going to be in learning and in being able to um, hold space in his mind for the kavana of the mitzvahs. Until the highest kavana of cleaving on Hashem. His, his main enthusiasm and pleasure is not going to be so much in, 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 in taking the, the Dalad Mini. It's going to be in all of the kavanas that are there, that are to be found in fulfilling this mitzvah. So it's specifically when a Jew can come to this level where the Avoida is only for Hashem, only for the purpose that Hashem's intention should be fulfilled. And this person is not, doesn't have a personal existence. Then this kind of person can do their Avoida in the Emesetachtoinim. Because it's only and precisely through this type of work where the person basically takes themselves out of the equation. It's only about Hashem. And then it's Atzmos. Then it's Tachtoinim. Okay, Ches. Now the Rebbe says, this in this time, okay, so this is years ago already, so I'm sure it applies much more today. Rebbe says, I have to make everything really, really clear. I have to articulate things very clearly. And the Rebbe says, among many lessons that can be gleaned from everything we've said so far, there are two specific areas that have been weakened in our time that must be strengthened and bolstered. The first of these is limud halacha lamaisa. Learning halacha. Pashit learning halacha. Royim anu asher be'ezer the Rebbe says, we see that with the help of Hashem, thank God, generally speaking, Torah learning 
is increasing both qualitatively and quantitatively. But when it comes to teaching and training Rabbanim, learning practical halacha for the purpose of establishing Rabbanim that will be able to give piske halacha in all four um, parts of the Shulchan Aruch, and specifically in the part Arachayim, which deals with the most practical questions of everyday life of every Jew, the Rebbe says, we see, we see that there are less people engaging themselves in this effort every year, every month, every, every generation, every year, every month. This has kind of fallen out of fashion. Now, he says, If you're talking about the paucity of knowledge in the area of Mishpat, which deals with legalities concerning businesses and things like that, we can only hope that because of the country we live in and the way in which the government is set up, so there won't be terrible things that result from the fact that there aren't a lot of people who are conversing with all the halachas of Chesha Mishpat because of the legal system that we live in. But when it comes to the other three aspects of Shulchan Aruch, Evan Ezra deals with marriage and divorce, amongst other things. Yeridea deals with Basar Vachalov, Kashrus, Anida, etc., etc. Evalachas Kama Vakaman, how much more so when we talk about Archaim, Shehain Halachais, Hanoigais, the Poyal Mamish, you're talking about Halachas that apply very practically, the light rock this man and not just at certain times, Kim Bechai Hayoim Yoim, Kishmoi, Archaim. But it applies in the everyday. Life, as 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 alluded to in the name, Oyrachayim, the way of life. The Rebbe says there's almost no rabbanim around to answer shailas. When we come to a person who has devoted, he he devotes all of his time to learning Torah. And you ask him, who he answers, I'm engaged in learning Torah for the purpose of, of um, bringing greater glory and greatness to Torah. And I'm doing so in a way constantly increasing. But he doesn't have any connection to giving a psaq when it comes to brachas that you have to say, or in, in halachas surrounding uh, davani, he says, I can't paskin on halachas vakriyashma or tefillah or birchas hanenin. I didn't learn these halachas. The Rebbe says when you talk about Archaim, there's a 
doubled problem. On top of the fact, in addition to the fact that Russian were missing Rabbanim to, to give Psak in these halachas, you create a situation where everybody just has to be their own Pesach. Because if there aren't Rabbanim, there aren't enough Rabbanim to go to, everybody just has to do it themselves. So you have a Jew, he's a Balabas, let's say he's a businessman, he's not a Rav. So certainly, if he's a Yerushimayim, he's going to know that he can't be his own Pesach when it comes to Evan Ezer, to Hilchaz Gitin, divorce. And not even in Yeridea, not even in, in questions of Basar Rechalov and Nida. The Kasher so when a question comes up in one of these areas, he's going to put forth effort to find a Rav to get a Psaq. But in contradistinction, when you're talking about Archaim, when you're talking about the halachas of day to day, he might erroneously believe that he could be his own Pesach. Yabit b'kitzer Shulchan Aruch. He'll look in the Shulchan Aruch, the Kitzer, b'lashen ha'kodesh, either in the Hebrew, v'im hu mevin lashen ha'kodesh, ba'anglit, v'tzarfatit, k'duma, k'dayme. And if he doesn't understand Hebrew, she doesn't understand Hebrew, look in English, look in the French editions of the Kitzer Shulchan Aruch, v'yinahe kefiyah pshat ha'nira b'eina b'divrei ha'kitzer Shulchan Aruch. And he'll behave himself in accordance with what he can see with his own eyes in the Kitzel Shulchanach. And the Rebbe says that because when it came to the Shulchanach, the Beis Yosef even, not the Kitzer, but the actual Shulchanach, there was a big Shulchanach, there was a big argument big back and forth about if you could actually um, come to Psaq Halacha without looking at all of the, of the sources and all of the reasons. So going back to the Mishnah and the Gemara and the Rishonim and, and, and going through everything. So how much more so we can understand what terrible things can come from basically allowing every person to find a psaq for themselves from the Kitzah Shulchanach. And so this really needs to be taken to heart. We're talking about the Bala Yilula. We're talking about what he wanted. We're talking about his avoida and what he was very much focused on. So this is something that we have to take to heart. That in a time when his overtures involved literally he could die for this, 
he was Moisa Nefesh, Kedeli Yase, Moisa Sanikroim, Biamenu, Bate Medrash Lorabanim. One of the things he had Messias Nefesh for was to set up um, academies of study for Rabbanim. Omikach Nilmedes Haira. And from this, we learned the Haira. Shakol Elu Haruim Lazar. That all people that that are um, capable of this, and even if they have a doubt that they might be capable, in this present time, the Rebbe says, when we have such a dearth of rabbanim, so we're going to go lechumra. We're going to say, you also have to do this, even if you if you doubt your capabilities. They should learn in a way that can lead to paskning halacha. And the schus of all the many that will be impacted and benefit from this will help them. And especially because we're not just talking about a many in one city. But right now in this present time, we're talking about hundreds of communities, both in America and abroad, that have been left bereft of Rabbanim who can teach And similarly, there are hundreds of communities in Israel. And Israel is This is the land that Hashem says, the eyes of Hashem are upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. These communities are not serviced by Rabbanim. You need Rabbanim because only Rabbanim have the they have the help from above that is necessary to come to the right psak, and to hand down the proper psak, the Gemara says that when Rabbanim hand down proper psak, they become partners with Hashem in my Sebaratius. So this was one thing that the Rebbe said has to be practically worked on when we take to heart the Friedrich Rebbe Zavayda test, the second point, the second point that is especially um, relevant to our time, this concerns the education of our young children. From the perspective of the laws of our country, and other Western countries, Nishave Matzav Mafil, we now find ourselves in a terrible situation. Seder Hachinuch Nikvakach, Jewish education has been established in such a way, Shei Efsha Sheyavor Yoim Mimesh Nas Halimudim Alayelet, Loirak Ben Chamishul Mikra, Elafilu Bishanim de Ben Esul Mishnah, Ben Yudgimul Mitzvah Ben Chamish Esul Gemara, Mibli Sheyilmad Limude Chol. Rebbe says that because of the laws, it's become impossible that there should be any day that children, not just the very young children, 
but even the Ben Esser Le Mishnah, the 10-year-old, and even the Yud Gimel Le Mitzvah, the Bar Mitzvah, and even the Ben Chamesh Asri Le Gemara, and even the 15-year-old, all of these demographics, all of these cohorts are forced by law to learn Limudichol, to learn secular subjects. And in this too, we have to take a lesson from the Rebbe. He literally sacrificed his life. And he sent others to sacrifice their lives. For the purpose of setting up for Jewish children. In the most pure, holy way. In order not to change the chinuch that was the norm amongst Jews in all the generations. The im came, and therefore, how much more so this is necessary for us in these times. And especially in this country, where it's not a situation where anybody has to sacrifice, God forbid, endanger their life. That for sure we have to try with all of our strength. That the education of Jewish children should be in this very pure and holy level, without mixing in secular studies, except for in circumstances where the law does not allow for this. And even then, and then only in the increment that is absolutely Necessary. Yud, and even for those who cannot withstand this nisayan, this test, so even those that that can't see giving their children they too should fulfill what the, you know, whatever they think they need to give their children in terms of secular education, it should be only on the level that is absolutely necessary. It's not necessary that the amount of lumadechol that is now given, both qualitative, qualitatively and quantitatively, that is now being given in schools that are under the stewardship of, of people who have Yerushimayim. Kol Shetzarich, the only thing that's necessary, you just have to... Um, Arouse them, and you have to, you have to encourage these people who are running the schools. You should um, basically bring it to their attention. You should encourage them that their overtures in terms of the secular studies 
does not have to be in exact conformity uh, with the laws, but rather the, 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 the stress should be on the, the studies being done in a way that conforms with keeping mitzvahs of the Abishar. This is something that every Jew is sworn to and stands under Harsinai. Our responsibility, our loyalty, we were sworn to the mitzvahs of Hashem before there were any other governments. Now the Rebbe says, It's true that we have this law, the Gemara teaches, that the law of the land we have to conform to the law of the land. So on top of the fact that when it comes, this is only when it talks to the laws of the land that are that do not contravene halacha. On top of the fact that when it comes to nyane yadus, when it comes to halacha, we don't have, we, B'nai Yisrael, we don't have anybody that's going to force their opinion on us. But even for those who who can't, for whatever reason, they cannot stand by this nisayan of only giving their children um They should try to try within the possible rubric. Of, of the laws of the land, that most of the time of the students, and interestingly, the Rebbe says, the girls and the boys, the boys and the girls, and especially most of the attention, should be, should be, um, should be turned to Limudi Kaidish. And only to the extent that is absolutely necessary, according to all opinions, only to that extent should, should attention be given to And this is in addition to the fact that the secular studies should never take place in the morning. Should never be like the Torah says that the first of your crop should be given to Hashem. The and this, the fact that the Torah studies has to come in the morning, that's not against any law. Because when you give Hashem the first, then then you are raised by this. The Raimim as Hayelad al Karashbarhu, you raise up, you elevate the child to Hashem, Aide Limut Tayrasash al Karashbarhu through the child learning the Tayyab Hashem, the Rakla Akrizeh, and only after that in the afternoon, Kasher Hayelad Kfar Ayef, when the child is already tired, the Aim Brera, and there's no choice, Yinasi Meshazman Mitzumtsum Biyaisa Lilimutechal. Then the most the smallest possible increment should be given for this purpose. And because we have uh, an axiom that Hashem doesn't ask of us only what we can do, but we have the Kayach to do. So for sure, even through just a little bit of effort, and with the proper attention, 
So very quickly, this will be able to be taken care of, that there should be a mitigation in the amount of time that Jewish children are learning secular studies. And a much larger amount of time, again, both qualitatively and quantitatively, should be given to Lemude Kaidesh, Hachlata Bazet Trichelis Mitech, Hakara, Bahargasha, Sharinian Zer, Udavar, Hamuchrach. And this all has to be undertaken from a position of feeling and recognizing that this is absolutely imperative. Kivan Shakain, Hupsak Hadin, Behilchos Tamatera, because this is in conformity with the Psak Din of of the halachas regarding Talmatera, and when you emerge from this point of departure, that you know that it's absolutely necessary, and that this is a halacha, then for sure it will come to fruition. And just like we saw in the in the in the Hanhaga, in the in, in the behavior of the Balayalula, that irrespective of the fact that it seemed that in his time, in the in, in the days that he lived, in the country that he lived, there was no chance that his efforts for Chinuch Altaris Hakadish should bear fruit. Nirim Ata Peris But now we can see the fruit of his labor, and we can see it obviously. Sometimes you go out to the streets of the city, you meet, basically you meet people. You meet these people in big cities in America, or in any other place. And you meet the children and the descendants of people, Jews, who were in Russia in that time of the Friedrich Rebbe, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, and you see that this young person um, comports himself in, in accordance with Torah mitzvahs, and you wonder, how could it be? How did this family, how did these people um, how are they successful in holding on to their Judaism? But after you speak to them a little bit and, and, and you investigate a little, it becomes clear that his father, who was his teacher, or his grandfathers, it becomes clear that his father, his grandfathers, were in touch, were in contact, they 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 were they were engaged with the shluchim of the Balayalula, Asher Ayrul in Yane Yadus, and they aroused Jews in all in Yanim of Judaism, Vilamar Imoy, and these Shluchim of the Fitrihab learned with these fathers and grandfathers, Vihistater Biyachan Imoy, and they hid themselves together, Baliya Sagag in attics, Oibimartef or in a basement, 
in order to learn Torah. And that's why this Jew that you meet in Chicago or in California remained Jewish because his father, his grandfather, was in contact with one of the Fidegabish And so the same thing is true for all of those who go in the ways of the Fidegabba forever. Through our putting our effort into these avoidas, strengthening the purest and the holiest type of chinuch. For sure, we will successfully be able to raise the troops of Hashem, the army of Hashem, who will very, very soon leave this last golos in the in the true and complete through the agency of Mashiach and it should be very soon right now Mamash. So this is from a Sikha that the said on Yutchva Tafshin Lamit Zayin. Um I think that's 77, 1977. Um, I think Sipa has a, an announcement before we do anything else, and it's already 11.30, so this Sikha has gone longer than most lately. Thank you so much for the Sikha. It sounds like maybe it was written last week as a response to the New York Times. <laughs> um, I wanted to just mention that um, a few ladies, especially Joni, have been planning a get-together for um, right after Chaf Shvat. I think we were going to do Monday, February 13th. Am I right? And details are in the works. It's not completely figured out just yet. But thank you, Joni, for really the brainchild and spearheading it and making sure it all works. And it's nice that it's on the recording because everyone's invited, even people that tune into the recording that don't necessarily have the 10 a.m. slot free. It's not like a kinnis related thing in any way. It just happens to be right after the kinnis because that's a, a good time for many people. So please stay tuned. We will post in the chat and we're figuring out the details, exactly where and stuff like that. Thank you, Zippa. I want to just um, say one more time that we study the Sicha and all of those who will study the Sicha this week and afterwards um, for the Refua Shalema of Baruch Shalom Doiver Ben Miriam Bluma, Shabbat Refua Shalema Nisi, and immediately for Shalema for Henya Rivka Bas Bracha de Barilea, for Shalema for Harav Yesef Yitzchak Ben Sima Chasia. And um, all of us should have a good Chaydesh. It's a very, very special Chaydesh. And uh, we should only be able to share always, always. So anybody that wants to share something? Okay, we got our work cut out for us. Cult of Hatzlacha to everybody. Thank you so much, Rifki. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tzipa. Cult of...